All right, we are back. It's a two TV sports. It's the Tosh and Jerry podcast. Jerry is not here today, but we've got a special filling guest, Jackson Roberts, host of the Tuesday Morning Blitz Love Letters to Baseball pod as well. We've got him here to discuss some NFL. I've got some takes I need to get off my chest. It's been a few weeks since we potted, so I'm excited to talk to Jackson today. Jackson, it's good to have you back on the pod. You know, I whenever I hear that Tosh has like three weeks worth of takes burning a hole in his throat, I'm I'm really I'm excited, but I'm also nervous to see what you've been cooking up in that wild, wild brain of yours. So I'm I'm thrilled to be here. I hope that I can provide some semblance of sanity for the folks out there, and I look forward to hearing what you have to say. Yeah, well, you know, last last time we were on the pod, we had uh, Uncle Diggs on, and and he was hyping up the Raiders, and mm. uh, and, and and that that take hasn't aged uh, hasn't aged great. So uh, shout out to, to Uncle Diggs. But today we've got NFL, my NFL top ten teams. Got some some wild takes in there. I hope you guys are ready for that. Three <laughs> he biggest... acknowledges that they're wild right off the bat. He just wants you to know that they're wild, but he's going to give them to you anyway. Well, they're good takes at the end of the day. They're, they're going to prove right, just like my Patrick Mahomes take from last year. Um, we've got th- our three biggest sleeper teams. I'm excited for that one. Or, uh, actually, our three biggest surprise teams, and then our biggest sleeper team, and then a team that's going to collapse. I got a special team that I know is going to collapse. It's going to be epic calling this out. And then <laughs> lastly, we'll give you our picks. The boys are red hot on our picks this year, J-Rob. I'm 14 for 20. Me and Jerry, we almost went straight four green beans, four locks, back-to-back weeks. We almost hit eight in a row, uh, but I did bet on the Raiders foolishly last week, so that didn't hit, but we'll give you our picks as well. Uh, But let's get to these top 10 teams, J-Rob, unless you've got anything you want to say first before we get started here. You know, I I feel as though I'm not just going to let you go unchallenged by saying that you've been right about Patrick Mahomes all the time, but we'll, we'll find a way to get back into that. Um, I, you know, you're, you're constantly on this train. It really does bug me how excited you are to see someone fail as, as it does when Mahomes has a bad game. But uh, just just keep in mind, they're in first place, and they're probably going to be an underdog in the playoffs. So I don't hate where they're at right now. You better believe Patrick Mahomes is definitely going to be coming up a few more times in this podcast. <laughs> One place he's not going to come up is the top 10 NFL teams, J-Rob. I do not have the Chiefs in the top NFL 10 NFL teams. I'll tell you that right now. Let me get to my eighth through 10th teams in this ranking. So the eighth best through the 10th best, I'm ranking these teams on if they played today, who I would pick to win on a neutral site field. That is the criteria. I think eight through 10, I think is one tier that I have. And these are the teams that I just kind of like, and I'm not entirely sure why, but, uh, I just kind of like them, and I think they're good, even though their records aren't good. Um, so number 10, number 10 is the Minnesota Vikings, led by anti-vaxxer Kirk Cousins who, and uh, Dalvin Cook, who I don't know why he's playing, but this offense, I think, is like low-key 
one of the best in the NFL. You've got Dalvin Cook. You've got Kirk Cousins, who's like playing good football and has been for a little while, and two of the top receivers in football. Their defense is getting better. Some of those young guys are getting better. And they just went into San Diego and won, or LA and won, beat the Chargers. Like they've been playing teams close. They could have beat Arizona uh, earlier in the year. I think the Vikings are a good football team. So, so they're 10. Um, so we think the Vikings are better than the Chiefs. That's one. Look. You kind of cut in and out there, Jerob, but the Viking, the the, the Chiefs, that part beat, out. the the Chiefs beat the Packers without Aaron Rodgers by six points. I think okay. the Vikings would beat the Packers without Aaron Rodgers by more than six points. I think the Vikings might beat the Packers with Aaron Rodgers this week. So you're just going to choose which of their games to and to not look at when you're looking at whether or not they're good. And by the way, they just beat the Raiders by 27 less than 48 hours ago. We're just throwing that one out. I think that Raiders game was a complete uh, just that just does not line up with any of the way that they've played this year. Like. They barely what about, the way that, what about the way that you've seen them play throughout Mahomes' entire career? Does it have any bearing on that? Kind of, except I, I think last year the Chiefs, I mean, they never covered. They got smoked in the Super Bowl by a legit team. Buffalo clearly wasn't ready to go in there and do anything. They almost lost to the Browns in the second round of the playoffs. Like, I don't think they've been playing great for a while. They got smoked by Tennessee. They would have got smoked by the Packers if Aaron Rodgers was playing. Like they got smoked by Buffalo. They lost to the Chargers, who aren't very good. They lost to the Ravens, who aren't very good. They barely beat the Browns, who aren't very good. Like, I don't have a lot of those teams in the top 10, and they're playing them close or losing to them. All right. I mean, what we're talking about is the Vikings being better than them. I'm not sold on the Chiefs being Super Bowl contenders this year, but the Vikings are sub 500. They have a hex on their franchise. They can't make a field goal in an important spot, and their coach is possibly going senile. So yes, let's just keep but, that all in mind. But but listen, but look at look at their what they've done. They they lost to the Bengals by three. They lost to the Cardinals by one, both on the road. They lost to the Browns by seven. Uh, back when a the Baker was healthy. That's a team true. That they lost to the Cowboys by four. They lost to the Ravens by three. Like they're in all these games. Like they could easily be like six and two. They also are a 55 yard Greg Joseph field goal short of losing to the lions. So they're not in, they're not a great team, but I think I just kind of like them. I think that they're going to be competitive. And they gave up 28 points to Sam Darnold. Let's be clear about that too. But they won in Carolina. Who's not bad. Like, I don't know if the chiefs would win in Carolina. I, the Chiefs would beat Sam Darnold in Carolina. I'm not too worried. But about would that. they beat Cam Newton? That's not who they played because he's because he's back, J. Rob. Oh my gosh! <laughs> so let me guess. Carolina is your number nine. Let's go. Number let's go nine. Under. Number nine is the Cincinnati Bengals, <laughs> who who I think. Oh my god! Yes, they lost to the Jets. They yep, did they lose, did do they, that. They did lose to the Jets, uh, and they did get smoked by the Browns, but. I, I watched them play the Packers, and their offense was probably the best offense 
minus the Jameis Winston, whatever the hell that was, that anyone's put up against the Packers. We just played the Chiefs, the Seattle, and Arizona. Um, I think the Chase and Burrow connection is legit, and I I do think that the the Bengals defense, while they haven't played great the last two weeks, is better than people are giving them credit for. Well, I'll give you the Burrow and Chase connection. That's all I'm willing to give you. The idea that this Bengals team, which has, yes, one good win, is somehow like more viable of a candidate to do anything this year than the team that's been to two straight Super Bowls is asinine, particularly given that I don't think their defense is very good, maybe slightly better than mediocre. I still have major questions about their offensive line and their ability to run the ball against good defenses and Burroughs still young and still makes a lot of mistakes. That is correct. But I do think that their defense will come together a little bit more. They have a decent amount of talent there. And I, and I like the Burrow to chase connection. I think coming off a of bye, they're going to be playing pretty good football. They have a big match with the Raiders this week. Um, I think the winner of that is looking relatively decent for a playoff spot. I, I just think both of those teams are heavily fraudulent, and I think whichever team loses that is officially out of the discussion for the postseason. But I, I guess we'll see how it turns out. Yeah, well, I could see the, the Burrow chase going off against this terrible Raiders secondary that uh, Mahomes just feasted off of. Well, I agree with that. And then I think from there, the Bengals schedule gets a lot tougher. They still have to play all their division games. And I think that's when they start to crumble. That's true. That division isn't looking as good as it was, though, because I don't think that Steelers, Browns, or Ravens are. Damn it. Well, we'll get to that, though. Okay, number eight. Technically, it's super good. ESPN tabs open because I'm trying to keep like. shit ready and it just keeps the sound keeps going off trying to look up stats and like box scores and shit but i closed the tab so hopefully we're good all right number eight we've got the new orleans saints who have beaten tampa bay bucks the green bay packers they just played the titans really close and trevor simeon not bad we're sure about that. <laughs> so they, they played the Derrick Henry less Titans close. And again, the Derrick Henry less Titans have impressed me somewhat on defense since he's gone out, but they put up less than 200 yards of total offense against the Rams in that fluky ish win. And then you have to call the saints win fluky. They had a rough in the pat or they had an insane rough in the passer call, take away a red zone interception. Uh, I, I just don't think, and, and again, like the saints have lost both games since Winston's gone out against half decent opponents. Like, I don't know. The saints seem sure, to have but, this little hex over the bucks and they, they seem to be able to get after Brady. But other than that, I have absolutely no faith in them with no quarterback at the moment. Yeah. I mean, they also killed your Patriots. You just took a team with Trevor Simeon over a team with Patrick Mahomes as their quarterback. So you're eight through your eight through 10 or asinine to me but all right whatever i think the saints defense is legit like their pass rush is very good and i think that against certain teams they're going to cause a lot of issues like i think if the saints play the chiefs tomorrow i don't think the chiefs are putting up more than 20 points it's possible it's also possible that trevor simeon goes 19 of 46 with three interceptions so 
I don't know. Which, I don't I know. I think this season is showing. You no, have no real weapons either to pair I with mean, Simeon, which is the worst part. Yeah. Uh, Mike Thomas hopefully gets back. And Kamara also was out last week. You figure if they have him, they'll probably beat the Titans. Um, Simeon, five touchdowns, no interceptions. Aver- averaging 6.8 yards per attempt. Like, I don't That's think. That's bad. 6.8 yards per attempt is bad, just to clarify. It, it's not great, but it's not. 5.8 he's not just totally incompetent like i think he's good enough to to not just throw up like games for them you know all right well they've played a falcons defense and a titans defense that could be described as mediocre at best i think the, the titans, titans defense, defense has look, games and then pretty good the against the defense is terrible yeah well the titans defense has dominant games weirdly every once in a while they dominated the chiefs and the rams and then they just come out and give up 35 randomly or they, i mean they even give a bunch of yards against trevor lawrence and the jags so like you, you don't know what you're getting from them the falcons defense is bad and i can tell you that from someone who has continually started the falcons defense against subpar fantasy uh, offenses, and they continue to still only get like two to three points so i have no trust in them whatsoever okay next tier is going to be three through seven uh teams and these teams are all i think very good but there is just something that scares me about these teams which is going to uh keep them from being in the top tier uh and i'll go seven number seven is the ravens like i think that i think that they are they they are good when they get a lead and can run the ball but i just I feel like this is the same Ravens team we've seen. That's going to maybe win a playoff game, maybe win two playoff games if they ha- get lucky. But there's no way that that this team's going to go on a Super Bowl run. I just don't. I don't think Lamar is good enough at throwing the football. I don't think their defense is that good. Uh, their running game is is good, but I mean they've lost a lot of running backs though. It's not like elite running game uh, even with Lamar. So they're seven. You know, I don't hate that Ravens take. I've never been a big, uh, I don't want to be a non-believer in Lamar, but they continue to underwhelm in the playoffs for my liking. So I don't hate that take, but I'm just doing the mental math here on who's left on the board. And I'm starting to sense that there might be other teams that you're burying underneath the Bengals and the Saints. And I'm starting to get a little nervous here. So you better come correct in your top six. Well, with the Ravens, it's just like, at the end of the day, when it's third and 10 against a good team and Lamar has to drop back and throw, he's not that good. The receivers aren't, they don't have a Devontae Adams, so I don't trust them. Uh, number six, a team that surprised me actually a good amount this year is the Tennessee Titans. I feel like they're actually not, not bad on defense. And last year they were horrendous on defense. Um, I don't exactly know what Vrabel's done, but it seems like their pass rush isn't bad. Their secondary is playing a little bit better. Um, I know they lost Derrick Henry, but they still have AJ Brown. Um, just that that Henry loss is is a bit, pretty big. <laughs> I, I must say that's a that's a pretty big injury, and, and I don't think it's getting talked about as much as it should, honestly. But they're still good. Yeah, they're the only team whose offense was legitimately built around a dominant running back. You could make the argument that maybe the Saints are somewhat in that discussion, but. I would contend that the Titans still significantly more, were more built around Henry and his ability to just grind defenses down throughout the game. And I don't think they've looked even at all like themselves since that. I mean, their, their 
top carry against um against New Orleans was seven yards. Like they legitimately yeah. didn't have a run longer than seven yards, and that was by AJ Brown. And AJ Brown also didn't have a catch longer than ten. So I'm I'm very nervous about their offense. Something I don't understand. Like every year you get multiple like undrafted uh rookie running backs who come in and make a splash. Um it seems like and and their idea to replace Derrick Henry was sign like forty year old Adrian Peterson. Like is it, I, I like come on, like bring in some rookies, bring in some undrafted guys, and I guarantee you if you bring in eight of them, one of them's gonna be decent. Like one of them's one of them's not gonna be bad. Well, the difference there is when you're bringing in an undrafted rookie to training camp, they have time to learn an NFL offense and learn specifically your offense. Whereas if you bring an undrafted rookie in in week nine, they are not going to have time to learn the NFL offense or the blocking scheme. Mind you, a big part of a running back's job is to block. And then all of a sudden you're going to be in a very bad position. So I don't think Peterson is meant to replace Derrick Henry. I don't think they have a plan to replace Derrick Henry. I, if anything, I, I would have liked to have seen them go out and trade for another receiver and just get more explosive on offense. Like Kale and I on TMB were really pushing the Brandon Cooks trade, and that obviously didn't end up happening. So I don't know yeah. where their offense is at. The solution, though, is not to just say, how do we make up Derrick Henry's production? Because there's literally no one like Derrick Henry. So you, I agree, you have to but I just, on defense and you have to get a better situation in the receiving game. They haven't done that so far. Yeah, well, they need Julio to get back um, and play close to something that he's done in the past. Um, but I, I do yeah, think this appointment for me, I wanted Julio to have a big year and I thought yeah. there was a chance that he would, but it really has not come to fruition. Okay. Another team in this, uh, in this tier, number five is the bills who I want them to be better, but they're just something's up with Josh Allen. He's not as good as he was last year. Uh, and their defense seems to be better, but I don't know if I trust Josh Allen to go on the road in the playoffs and win a playoff game. Like I, you know, he got, he looked shell shocked and, and, uh, and Kansas city last year against a chiefs team that I don't think was that good. And I, I don't, it, to me, he's, if anything, he's gotten worse since last year. So I'm not a huge believer in the bills, but with the way that their defense is playing Sean McDermott and the way their offense showed that they could play last year, like I'm gonna give him a shot, but like, come on, guy! Like you're losing to Jacksonville. Like, yeah, losing to Jacksonville without Dawson Knox was big for me, and that I I didn't think this was gonna be a team that relied so heavily on a Dawson Knox to be uh, a competent offense. And I think they're you know slightly above middle of the pack in you know offensive DVOA, uh, most advanced offensive metrics and it's just not what you expected from a team that was quite explosive last year and, and looked like a juggernaut at times their defense does give me a lot of confidence that they can still turn it up and find a way to win games in january but at the same time you feel like a dud performance is just sitting out there any given week like it was in jacksonville so i think that's a fair ranking for the bills i can already tell you don't have the patriots in your top 10 which is pretty absurd at this point you don't think they're as good as the Bengals and the Vikings, but I digress. Okay. Uh, number four in this tier is the Rams who I, uh, I'm kind of disappointed in this team. Like 
Like, come on, you, you're on Monday Night Football against the Niners and you get absolutely smoked. Like, the Niners team's not very good. Like, I, I don't know. Like Stafford, I thought he was, I thought he was one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, and sometimes he looks like it, and sometimes he just has games where he's horrible. Um, and their defense is clearly taking a step back. Um, I just, like, they were kind of my Super Bowl pick until this last week. So I'm not going to drop them too far, but I have major concerns about this team. Yeah, so do I. I would not have them as the fourth best team in the NFL right now, but I, I agree with all of your concerns, and I think that if there's one thing that gives me confidence, it's the Cooper Cup connection, sort of like your Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase theory, but on a much higher level. And there are a lot of big names on that defense. You know, I think we see teams, I don't know what, I, I don't know what they're thinking half the time with that defense. I don't know why you don't give Jalen Ramsey a shot at Debo Samuel last night. Uh, I don't really, the, the issue, I think the Niners are a really bad matchup for them. You know, they're not a, they're not a great team, but the Rams kind of have this, you know, pass rush heavy uh, defense that's dependent on getting teams in third and long situations. And the Niners run the ball really well when they're at full strength and they have uh, a healthy offensive line. So I don't think that's a very good matchup for them, but at the same time, you can't get blown out like that by a team that hasn't won a home game in almost 500 days. Like it's just not something that can happen. So that was exactly. But the, the reason I have them fourth is like, to me, it's like you put, you brought up the Pats. Like you put Rams Pats on a neutral field tomorrow. I'm taking the Rams. I'm picking them all day. Like I, I would pick them to win that game. I would pick them to beat Chiefs. I would pick them to for sure beat, you know, the 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 Raiders. Like so, I just think that you kind of have to have them high, even though they clearly don't perform up to their level. What if you put the Rams and Titans on the Rams home fields? your sixth ranked team against your fourth ranked team. What if you put them on the Rams home field? Then who do you think? And that's my point. It's like, like this team should be better. They're just, for some reason, they don't perform well against certain matchups, I guess, in certain situations. But like, I don't know. I guess they, they really like, they beat the bucks at home, you know, like they, they kind of dominated the bucks. Um, and then they lose to the Titans. And then they, they have fall. a dominant performance in them. They're, they're a more volatile team than a lot that I think we've seen from. And just a reminder, Matt, Matthew Stafford, 33 year old, Matthew Stafford does not have a playoff win to his name. And I understand that you can't pin that on him necessarily. Cause all those Detroit teams he played for were terrible, but you're talking about, you're not sure if you can trust Josh Allen in the playoffs. You're not sure if you can trust Lamar Jackson in the playoffs. Both of those guys won playoff games last year. I have no yeah. idea what we're going to get from Stafford, especially after yeah. we've seen him in prime time the past two weeks. It was ugly. That that is true, but like, and you're you're totally right about him. The last few weeks have just not been good. And like, I have Rams fans in my life who are saying that he's not that good. But like, I you know I I would watch him twice a year for the last what ten years on Detroit. And I guess the Packers' defense has never really been all that amazing. But like he would make great throws against the Packers. I mean, he was clearly the best quarterback in our division for years, other than Aaron Rodgers, obviously like he, he seemed good to me. And I just thought that him and McVay would, uh, 
like be consistently better. And I guess it's just not happening, but I, I do think there's potential for it to happen as shown by the, the one against the Bucks. I'm just curious to see how it goes because both of these last two losses have come in prime time. And Matthew Stafford's a guy who's basically never played primetime games his entire career. You get some Thursday nighters in Detroit. Maybe you well, get the, the Thanksgiving. Maybe you get the occasional Monday night against the Packers. I yeah. Thanksgiving's a different animal, but well, the, Monday night football, Monday injured. night football. He was normally injured by those Thanksgiving games anyway. So he was normally injured by those. So. I mean, the, the career passing <laughs> numbers are nice. I just, I want to see, I want to see it in the playoffs before yeah. I declare them a okay. Super Bowl contender. Okay, last team on this tier is my Green Bay Packers, who our defense is playing out, out like insanely well. Like, I just don't, I guess this Joe Barry guy who came from uh, Brandon Staley, like really knows what he's doing. Because a lot of these dudes who sucked last year are just playing good football uh, where we've, we've missed our two best defensive players from the last two years, Jair Alexander and the Darius Smith, who are both supposed to be coming back relatively soon. And even without them, uh, we, we hold Mahomes to 13 on the road. We shut out Russell Wilson, uh, who his finger was healed by God or whatever. But I guess, uh, yeah, I don't really know what, what's up with that, but, uh, but, um, and then also Murray, one of the weirdest quotes I've ever seen. Like I, it seemed like he was being sarcastic about the 19 to 20 hours thing, but like, why do we need to joke about that? Like, that's just such a silly, like it's a hand Russell. Like, what are you doing? Just vigorous, like finger mobility exercises and well, not sleeping or eating. Like, come on. He was man. doing fake huddle breaks. Jerob. That's what prepared him to put up zero points in Lambo. He's um, just gotten to this point where I think he's maybe bought in a little too much to like the, I'm not a regular human. I'm a super bot athlete thing. Yeah. And I, I would like to see him show his human side every once in a while, personally. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the Packers, the thing that worries me about them is that the, the offense is not been playing well, um, regardless of who's at quarterback. Uh, you see the same mistakes Jordan Love and Aaron Rodgers make, which makes me think that they like so they they there's the play calling's not good right now. Like last year, it was insanely good. Um, they can't really run the ball. They are missing two starting offensive linemen, who both should be back soon. So that may help things out a little bit. But um, I just worry about like the Packers are going to need Aaron Rodgers to be playing like Aaron Rodgers in the playoffs. And for the last few weeks, he has not been playing very well. Um, they haven't had the bye week yet. Bye week's coming up in two weeks. So that could be a good time. And then uh, coming off the bye week, it's very cupcakey schedule. So they're going to stack up some wins after the bye. Um, but yeah, I, th I think the defense has been a huge revelation that I think should not go under underestimated at this point. I love this Packers defense. Um, we basically gave the entire defense a game ball for their efforts against Russell Wilson on Sunday and just gave it to Adrian Amos, who I think has also been a really nice surprise in the secondary as a placeholder. I think you have them in the right spot. 
they are one of the least convincing eight and two teams I've ever seen. And yet they are eight and two, which is a testament to their ability to pull out close games. And they've covered every spread essentially, uh, which means that, you know, we still haven't quite been able to put a boundary on how good it is they are or can be at the same time. I wouldn't be at all surprised if they get upset by Minnesota this week. So it's one of those things where it doesn't have the feel of like a dominant Aaron Rodgers Packers team, but you know, that's still in there somewhere if they can unlock it. Yep. Okay. Top two teams. Uh, I have two teams in this top tier because one of them, I just, is just, like you have to have them. And then the other team has been a huge surprise and I think a good surprise. Um, number two is the Tampa Bay bucks who have Tom Brady. And I know he's not playing well right now. And I know their defense is banged up and not playing great. Weapons he was playing also... out of his mind until two weeks ago. So yeah. I don't necessarily think that's a huge reason for concern. And it isn't because I have them ranked second. So in playoff time, I think you have to, at this point, if you're not believing in Brady, uh, I don't really know what to tell you. Uh, and so, yeah, I, I'm a believer. I think their defense is not playing good right now, but I have confidence that Todd Bowles is going to be able to turn things around for them. Uh, he seems like a smart coordinator. And, uh, and once Brady gets the weapons back, I think they're going to be playing pretty well. Uh, so, I, I still am a believer in the Bucks coming off of two bad weeks uh, in the playoffs. I don't want to play them. Yeah, I, I agree with all of that. I think it's weird to me how dependent they are on AB and Gronk. That's the only thing that's a little bit iffy to me is I would have thought that those guys were like, you know, we, we talked about building this offense and it's like all these extra pieces that are nice to have and you might get an explosive game out of them and think about what they were at their peak you know, AB and Gronk, they were all timers, but now it seems as though they were really kind of what was driving the success of the offense. Cause you should be able to build a team that can score 20 points against Washington with chase or with Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and, you know, a, a group of running backs that are all mediocre, I suppose. But I was a little bit, I was turned off by that. I was turned off by the new Orleans performance a little bit, but less so because that's just a weird matchup thing that's played out over the past couple of years. And ultimately I still agree. I think we, we can't really say anyone is that good right now. And if we can't say it about a team with Tom Brady at quarterback, then it really just, there isn't anything for us to go on. So I'm with you. Yeah, and they they have the ultimate of cupcake schedules coming down the stretch. So they're gonna they're not gonna they're gonna get one of the top seeds. Um, all right, number one team is the New England Patriots. No, I'm kidding. It is the Dallas Cowboys, led by Super Bowl champion head coach Mike McCarthy, who has fixed things in Dallas. Just who would have thought uh, that Mike McCarthy would be the guy? to get Dallas playing great football. Their offense looks amazing. Uh, Dak Prescott has looked better than he's ever looked by far. I think that's getting under undersold is that Dak Prescott has gone from kind of, you know, the Baker Mayfield game manager has some bad games, has some good games to just being elite. Um, the weapons are insanely good. And I think that Dan Quinn has those guys on defense playing fast and playing aggressive. Uh, the one thing that worries me is that I have no confidence in Mike McCarthy to go into Lambeau 
uh, or even at home. So Mike McCarthy I, is not beating Aaron Rodgers in a playoff game flat out. And I don't think he's beating Tom Brady either. Um, but other than that, I think the Cowboys have the best roster in the NFL. So we have them at, we have them at number one, but we do not trust them to beat your number two or number three teams in a home playoff game. Well, but they might I, not beat them. I, agree. I, do. I love that roster. I, I love that roster, but I, I'm not sure I can put the Cowboys at one. Um, I really want them to get Randy Gregory back. He was having an awesome year. I love their offensive skill group. It's so fun. I think that Tony Pollard is maybe better than Zeke, and I wish they would really make it a 50-50 balance. They barely ran the ball effectively against Atlanta in that blowout this week, but Zeke still is like, you know, getting his two touchdowns on 11 carries for 35 yards and doing the little Zeke spoon thing. So I like it. I... I I think that CeeDee Lamb's been such a revelation for me, and I already knew he was good, but he's looking like he might be a top-five receiver in the league right now, and that's just been really fun to watch develop. All of a sudden, Amari Cooper's your number two, and he's about as good as you're going to get for number two. Uh, I I like it a lot. I think it's it's a very, very good team. But, Tosh, what you've done here is you've created a situation where you said, here's my top ten, and then the next thing we're going to do is name three surprise teams that we don't think can make the Super Bowl. Well, I've got three surprise teams that weren't in your top 10. How about the Kansas City Chiefs, who have been in each of the past two Super Bowls, the Arizona Cardinals, who are 8-2 and two and just lost a game without Kyler Murray, so we can kind of throw that one out, and the New England Patriots, who are coached by Bill Belichick, who has six Super Bowl titles and have won four games in a row. Your rebuttal. Okay, uh, let me get started with the Cardinals because that's that's the easy one. I didn't even consider them for the the top ten. I mean, it's a little uh, bit absurd. Hopkins is hurt. Murray's hurt. Uh, JJ Watt's done. Like this team's breaking down. Uh, it, you think they're, they're done because they don't have JJ Watt? I think they're. I, he was playing good football for them. Um, Just one I, guy though on a defense. I, I don't really think some of their early wins. I mean, they did the same thing last year. I don't think Kyler Murray can sustain great play all year as shown by his injury already. Um, And I, I don't think that their defense is very good. I don't think that Murray is all that amazing. Uh, Like they just been really good all year though. Like way better than expected. It, it was better than expected, but like I'm, I'm looking at their schedule and like if their defense was so good, they wouldn't allow 34 points to the Panthers. Like it's tough when you can't sustain a drive, though. That's like, you true. Get, you get down like, 14 nothing, and you can't get a single first down. All of a sudden, the game's just over. I'm just not a believer. I, they strike me as the classic team that starts off where they start off seven and zero. They start off seven and zero. They'll finish ten and seven. They'll lose in the first round. Um, and all of that is I, better I, than what the Bengals are going to do this I year. I don't. I don't really like Cliff. I don't think he like when the ship is falling apart. I don't trust Cliff to get everyone back on board. Um, they they still have to play the Rams at Seattle, Seattle twice at Dallas. Like I think that they're gonna, at Chicago. It's not easy. Uh, I think that they've got some losses coming. I don't think that they're going to win a playoff game. Um, And I don't think Murray is, I think if you know how to play Murray, if you know how to rush Murray to where he's not 
scrambling around doing the crazy and insane great stuff that he does if you're smart with him he's not going to kill you um and i don't think their defense is elite elite to just shut teams down when they need it wow well i will rebut that simply by saying that they're eight and two they were eight and one before they lost a game without their quarterback and frankly their defense has proven nothing that they aren't really, really solid, which is way better than I can say about the Bengals or, I mean, really, really a number of the teams in if, your top 10. If, I'm, I'm if quite they are legit, the if Vikings, they are, if, if, the, if the Cardinals are a legit defense, they'll go into Seattle and they'll hold them to under 20 points and win that game. We'll see what happens. Okay. <laughs> All right. Next oh team. The next team, the Pats. Uh, I I like what the Pats are doing. I really do. I think Belichick, like against certain teams, it's just game over. The, like against the Chargers, you kind of knew that the Chargers weren't going to win that game. Um, one four in a row. That's looking good. Like I think he's obviously going to keep you in games. Um, the the thing that worries me though is like I just don't really know who like I guess winning in San Diego is a good or in LA is a good win but other than that like it, Cleveland last week was just a, like they they have so many injuries and covid and their quarterbacks hurt and uh that was just a, if you a, beat Cleveland by 7 then I agree with you that's all concern but they were a one and a half point favorite at home a game that we thought was going to be close against two teams with the same record and it was complete and utter domination right from the start. And by the way, you're talking about a Cleveland team that pounded Cincinnati the week before, and Cincinnati's in your top 10. So there's some math going on here that I just don't get. Okay. Well, Jerob, let me. So do you think that the Pats will beat Buffalo? Like, you guys still play them twice. Out of the what, two, yeah. You think you'll. Okay. So I, I kind of think that you guys won't. I think you'll probably lose to Tennessee. I do think the Pats are good. I just don't I just think if you put the Pats and the Vikings on a neutral field tomorrow, like I think I'd pick the Vikings. And I think you're crazy because one team is coached by Bill Belichick and the other by Mike Zimmer. And our defense is way better. And our run game is it's not like you you guys have lost you guys lost to the Dolphins, you lost to the Saints, like this is week one, two, and three with a rookie quarterback. You've got to give our team some time to coalesce a little bit. Uh, I'm very interested to see Thursday night football. If you guys are legit, you'll come out and town the Falcons who suck. I feel like that's going to happen, but yeah, even if, I mean, just a win in that game, all of a sudden we're seven and four uh, talk about get to nine and six or whatever it is. And then we play the dolphins and Jaguars the last two weeks of the season. So oh, the Pats are going to make the playoffs. The Pats are going to make the playoffs. It's just Bengals aren't the Vikings probably aren't. Maybe they will just because the seventh seed in the NFC is a crapshoot. But this we'll is uh, we'll getting see. brutal here. Okay, and then lastly, I, I, we've talked enough about the Chiefs, but I'm just not. Uh, I, I'm just not in on Patrick Mahomes. He just tries crazy shit, even against the Raiders. Like it's not like their offense is great. He was just like hitting checkdowns, and the Raiders were just not even there. Um, and I, I watched the whole game against the Packers and the Chiefs. Mahomes was missing throws left and right. Um, no one was getting that open. Uh, their defense, though, has been playing better. I think their defense isn't as bad as people think. Um, 
I just at the end of the day, I'm just going to trust the team that's been to the past two Super Bowls and has an MVP and Super Bowl MVP as their quarterback, who, by the way, threw for 400 yards and five touchdowns with no interceptions in that Raiders game, which only one other quarterback has done in the entire league all season. If they play like they played against the Raiders, they're definitely in the top 10. They've done that one time this year, and I would like to see them do it more. Um, They've got a gauntlet of a schedule, and they're going to need to be playing good football uh, to to win. Um, Okay, Gerob, give me a sleeper team. So you, you definitely have some teams that I didn't put in my top 10. I mean, I guess you're going to say the Pats. Um, but I mean, I haven't... wasn't sleeping. I wasn't sleeping on them, but apparently some people still are. So, okay. I, your sleeper I, team? Named... <laughs> I So I have to go outside the 13 teams we've already talked about. Uh, no, you, can go, the... you, can, you can go any team you want. Who's your sleeper team? Who's last year, the Bucks. I mean, at this point in the season, last year, the Bucks. everyone's like, oh, Brady's old. They're not that good. Their offense isn't great, and they turned it around in one Super Bowl. So, who's got the best chance to do that this year? I don't know. Do the Ravens count? Because I know we talked like we don't trust the Ravens, but if we're talking about like, I mean, you only had them ranked seventh. They're you know coming off a bad loss. Maybe people are sleeping them a little bit after that game. I just think they have another gear in them. I think this is sneaky as good a Lamar season as we've seen, even with the MVP season on the board. And I just think this year is kind of wonky and I could see them turning it on for once in the postseason. Yeah. I don't hate that at all. Um, I really wanted to give you one team and I know you would, you're going to hate this. Um, I just wish that they had won last week and that's the Pittsburgh Steelers who, if they had won last week would have been six and three. Um, winning five in a row, which um, I know they have against no one, but I know they have a gauntlet of a schedule, but something just like this deep, their defense is pretty good. And there's no one in the AFC who's great. Like if there's, if if they could just get anything out of big Ben, big, like, come on, he's at the final stretch, the last hundred meters. He just needs to give it his all one last time. And, be competent and they'll be pretty good, a pretty good team, but he's just so washed and it's just, so I can't go with the Steelers. I just can't, but it, I wanted to. Um, I'm glad you thought better of it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, and then it's just hard. I think I'm going to go with the chargers. I, I just trust Brandon Staley to fix the mess that they've got going on right now. Like, I think he's a good coach. The quarterback is is good, um, so if it's it, it's slim pickings though, it's slim pickings. Um, I mean, you it, can still say a team that was in your top ten. I feel like we don't think there are ten legitimate Super Bowl contenders, and I don't know, man. The Chargers, it's just not really looked good for them since before that Pats game, like they came in, they, that Cleveland game looks really weird in retrospect. How did they end up giving up 42 points to that Cleveland team? They had the worst run defense in the NFL. If you go by yards allowed. So I'm, I'm pretty out on the chargers right now. And I really, Kale and I both hated their decision to not go for it on that fourth and two with four minutes left in the game. That was such a conservative playing scared of yeah the, the the people who would criticize you for being too aggressive like that. If you want to win that game, you go for it on fourth and two. And I don't think there's any denying it. Yeah. 
I I agree. I I do think though with they've got the Steelers on uh, Sunday night. They go out, they win that. They get the Broncos, who are also very beatable. They win that. And then you get Bengals and Giants. Um, if they can just go three and four, and then they get the Chiefs at home, Texans, Broncos at home, uh, Broncos, and then Raiders. The Raiders will probably be given up by then. Um, like there's some wins out there for them, and if they can get rolling going into the playoffs uh, with that quarterback, Justin Herbert. Never really know what can happen. We've seen the rookie quarterbacks or young quarterbacks, you know, get hot at the right time and, and go far in the playoffs. So, um, yeah, I, just don't, I don't think they can stop anybody with a competent ground game. And in the yeah, playoffs, well, that's not what I want. That is true. And that's why you hire Brandon Staley as your coach to fix that. So we'll see if he can do it. Uh, all right. Before we get to our picks, one team that's going to collapse, I'll give you mine. I think everyone already knows it's Arizona Cardinals who are going to go 10 and seven this year uh, is my prediction. An epic collapse out of the cliff. Uh, he's going to get fired. And, um, and yeah, I think they I just, they have collapse written all over me. Yeah. I mean, collapse is an interesting one. Like if you're saying we have to pick a team most likely to a team with a big time winning record to go under 500 for the rest of the way. I guess I like the Cardinals the best too, but that doesn't mean I think they're not a top 10 team right now. And I don't necessarily think any of these teams have to completely fall apart, especially when there are no teams that have like separated themselves as dominant right now. It's hard for me. Like I would have said two weeks ago that Cincinnati was going to collapse because they were five and two. Now they've already started. Same with the Raiders. They've already started. So I don't know. It's a weird point in the season to me to be saying somebody's got to collapse, but I guess well, if I, I just, have to pick anyone, the Cardinals would be my pick. I just feel like you've got, I mean, it's basically all the favorites are at the tops of their division besides the Cardinals. I mean, some people like them, but I mean, every, every year there's got, there's some team that's, that's at leading their division now that's not going to. Uh, and maybe you may even miss the playoffs. In, Can I give uh, you the tastier one, actually? I think the Titans, the Titans sitting at eight and two. Um, if any team like they're like I've said, I've been really concerned about their offense the past couple of weeks and they've gotten away with it. Their defense played really well against LA and then uh, they got bailed out against new Orleans partially thanks to officiating, but the Colts have kind of looked pretty good lately. I know the Titans have the tiebreaker over the Colts. So I don't really think a comeback in that division is possible, but I could, I don't know if, if you're telling me any like shocking thing was going to happen across the league, that would be my, my first pick would be the Titans going like, I don't know, 10 and seven or somehow nine, nine and eight. I don't think that one's possible, but I could see it. Yeah. I could see that as well. Um, all right, let's get to our picks. Been red hot this year. J Rob, I'm eight for 10 on my locks. Uh, and Jerry's hit his last five. So you're going to have to, Follow us on Instagram to see those picks. Uh, see Jerry's picks as he's not here today, but he's gone eight for his last eight. So time you guys all ride the wave, man. Ride the wave, hop on board, and uh, make some money on Sunday. So, um, J-Rob, I'll give the floor to you first. I don't know if you've got a lock and an upset or if you just have some games that you like, but uh, indulge our listeners in uh, in your picks. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about, Hmm. 
I like I like some of these games actually. It's a weird week. Uh, See, I, I my don't lock, like... I'll go first. I'll go I... I'll go first with my lock, and this is a weird one, but I think that based on what I saw last week, and I'm I'm so I'm very worried this is going to screw me over, but I'm going to take it because I really don't trust this Saints team. I'm going to take the Eagles minus one as my lock. I just think the Saints are pretty. They're they're just lost without even a competent quarterback and the game's in Philly. And I think Jalen hurts playing all these garbage time games has helped him kind of round into form a little bit. And all of a sudden Devonte Smith looks like 95% of what Jamar chase is as a rookie. And they've got a ground game all of a sudden, like they've just been running at will, even without miles Sanders, maybe he comes back probably not for this game, but even so I just, I, I think the Eagles are, kind of competent, which I'm shocked that we're saying at this time of year, but I just feel like this is the type of game that the Saints without a competent quarterback are going to lose. So I'm taking the Eagles. I don't I don't hate taking the better quarterback at home, but I, I am a little bit worried. Everyone's high on the Eagles right now and low on the Saints. And I like to be on the other side of that. I like to be on the team that everyone's low on. But uh you are taking the better quarterback at home, a team that's playing pretty well. So that's the thing that makes me the most worried about it. But I'm I'm sticking to my guns in in this kind of strange slate this week. Okay, yeah, it's a really weird slate. I didn't find much that I liked. Uh, I'll go I'll go with my lock now. Normally I normally for my lock this year I've, I've had a lot of success t- uh, taking teams getting points. Uh, like I took the Cowboys week two over the Chargers getting three. I took the Chargers getting six against the Chiefs week three. I took the Bengals getting six against the Ravens week seven, the Bears getting six and a half against the Steelers in week nine. Um, but this week, I, I didn't find one that I really liked. Uh, I was considering the Colts getting seven and a half. I was considering the Bears six and a half at home. I do like that. <laughs> six and a half at home is a lot. But um, I, I'm going to give it, I'm going to pick the Browns. I just think the Browns have, they find a way to beat up on bad teams a lot of the time. And I think that um, against the Lions, like Lions just had to play an extra whole quarter. Um, The Browns basically gave up halfway through that game. Um, Game is in Cleveland. It's at 10. So I think the Browns will blow them out. I don't think I don't think golf will be able to play. It'll probably be kind of cold and, and windy in Cleveland. So I, I like the Browns. I think that's a blowout. I like that. You're taking the spread on that one. You're saying they win by at least ten and that, at least by 11. eleven. Yep. I think Browns right. will win by eleven. Last week I took the Bills over the Jets in the same type of situation. Uh, I think people are high on the Lions. People are low on the Browns. And I like to be where, where people are low because uh, that's where Vegas makes their money. So I'm going with the Browns minus 10 is my lock of the week. All right. Well, let's, let's switch the order up this time. Then what's, what's your upset? Okay. I got, I got an upset. I was been waiting all podcasts to make this pick. I think this is an absolute lock. Um, and I, I saw the spread and I like, almost fell out of my seat. Like this is one of the worst spreads I've ever seen in my entire life. I have no idea why the Cowboys are getting points in Kansas city this week. They're getting two and a half. Jerob, the Cowboys are underdogs against the chiefs. Why are the Cowboys under like, what if, 
what have the Chiefs shown other than this one good game against the pathetic Raiders team with guys in jail and coaches getting fired? And what have they shown that they should be favored over the Cowboys? Like, they're favored by two and a half. That's a joke. I'm taking the Cowboys. Yeah, I'd make that game a pick because it is in Kansas City and because of the history there. Um, it, it gets later in the year, and you don't know how much you can trust the Mike McCarthy uh, Cowboys team. So I agree that that line is too high based on what we've seen from these teams this year. Uh, but I I understand, at least in Vegas's mind, why the Chiefs are favored. Also, everyone loves to bet on the Chiefs, so they always try to get that even action. And a lot of people have won a lot of money betting against Chiefs spreads the past couple of years. So while I kind of sneaky think this is the week where we're like, oh, shoot, the Chiefs are back, I, I don't hate that pick at all. Um, See, is I, there, think, I think this is, is the week. Like where... a, is there a limit on like how big a spread has to be for it to count as your upset of the week on this uh, podcast? Any any team getting points. But uh, I, one more thing about the Cowboys-Chiefs, like, I, like, I think it's the opposite of what you, like, I think this is the week where everyone's like, oh, the Raiders are an absolute joke. Like the chiefs aren't that good. Like the chiefs were getting, uh, the chiefs were, were favored by six and a half against Jordan love at home, six and a half against Jordan love in that whole Packers, all that, that was going on at home. And now the Cowboys go in there and it's only two and a half. So you're telling me the difference between like Jordan love, love COVID, Devontae not practicing Lazard not practicing Packers team is is only four points better than the Cowboys like get I mean, out of here up, with that they were up 13 with five minutes left in the game I feel you well, like, but the Packers really missed two game. field goals <laughs> no it was a really ugly game I don't disagree um but I also it, it's still it's still Mahomes I mean you got to give him some respect the guy's an MVP a Super Bowl MVP and still is among the league leaders in passing yards despite having a down year and he picked it up a lot last game so i i get it i i like your pick i'm with i'm i'm i think i'm with you on this pick but i also i understand why we're still giving patrick mahomes respect in the year 2021 all right all right Jerob, what is your upset i'm gonna surprise myself a little bit with this one because i know i just talked down on this team but and also this is contingent on the quarterback playing this week because I, I wouldn't put this bet in until I was certain it was going to happen. Seems like it's going to happen. I'm taking the Steelers. First of all, it's at L.A. There's going to be 95% Steelers fans at SoFi Stadium this weekend. So that's not a home game. So I, you know, I, I get the Steelers coming west, whatever, but take that out of the equation because that's not a, that's not a home game when the entire crowd is rooting for the Steelers. Second of all, as mentioned, the chargers run defense awful. I think Najee Harris can just cram it down their throat. If you give him 25 carries, I think it'll be his best game as a professional so far. Uh, Deontay Johnson's having a great year out of nowhere. I mean, I, I don't trust big Ben, but I think he can find some holes in their secondary and maybe get some yards after the catch. And ultimately I just don't see how the Chargers can be favored by five right now against a team that still technically has a better record than them is going to have all their fans at this home game. And really it just kind of comes down to, I think this game can swing either way. I know, I know I'm like picking them to win outright. So I like that. Cause I feel like this game is kind of a toss up and minus five, you're probably getting what, like plus plus one fifty. 
Yeah. Plus 190. Plus 190 yeah. is what the Steelers are right now. Yeah, I'm grabbing that. I'm grabbing the plus 190 with the Steelers. Yeah, I don't hate that at all. Um, and I that's what I'm saying, man. If they can just get a little bit out of Big Ben, like I like them in a lot of these games, if they can just get a little bit out of them, I really like that. So that that isn't on the Bavada that I'm looking at. Uh, I think probably because they don't know about Ben. But I, I really like the Steelers plus five and a half as a lock. There's no way that's not a field goal game. There's no way yeah. that's not coming down to a field goal. There's no chance. Yeah, I had it at plus five, um, yeah. which I think was Vegas Insider, but I'll have to go back and check. But Well, yeah, yeah. if it's on Vegas Insider, it's for sure legit. Uh, I just, yeah, that plus five and a half, I love that for the Steelers. Um, and like you said, that's not even a really, I mean, other than the travel, it's not really a road game for them. So. Um, yeah, it's it's I, five. It's five, not five and a half, and it's Caesars is the official source here. I like that. Um, all right, J-Rob, anything else you want to talk about before we get out of here? How about Erod? Erod signing like $80 million deal. I mean, that seemed pretty out of pocket to me, but uh, anything, anything else you want to talk about <laughs> before we uh, get back to work? You know, I love Eduardo Rodriguez. I'm happy for what he's given to the Red Sox over the years, and I'm sad to see him go, but there's not a chance in the world that we're giving him a deal anything close to that with the amount of money that they still have on the books for this year, especially given that they have about 50 to 60 million coming off the books in 2022. So why lock up extra cap now when you're kind of fixing up for a spending spree in the next in the next couple of years. And maybe you commit some of that this off season, if you find the guy that makes the most sense. So while I am sad to see him go, I completely understand it. And I honestly, he's got a lot of miles on him for somebody his age, 28. And he's had the COVID scare. Like, I just don't know how much you trust his long-term productivity. Yeah, and he's not even that good. Um, yeah, he's a solid like three starter. Yeah. yeah. When when he's, I mean, he had a he had a down year for the most part. He he actually got his ERA is very deceptively high. Like he had some of the worst ERA luck of all starting pitchers in baseball this year. But he's definitely not like a front line rotation guy anymore. Yeah. Well, all right, Jared. I was good to talk to you today, and uh, make sure to, to stay tuned for uh, more Tosh and Jerry podcasts and check out Tuesday Morning Blitz. I've been loving that podcast like your guys' takes. I like Kale shouting out the Packers E this week. 